0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 67 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church as always, with my good friend Josh Harrell, our media pastor. Hello, Josh. How are you doing, sir?
1: Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Oh,
0: it's going great.
1: Good. It's going good. good. All's good.
0: well. All's well. Good. Yeah. How about you?
1: I'm I'm doing really good because we're recording on Wednesday, and Wednesday is my favorite day because we have community group tonight.
0: Oh, yay! Yeah, I love oh, our shout community out group. For community groups, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. You got you have several couples in your group.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we have McNamara's, uh, the Crouches, um, the Dillards, um, and then there's a new couple that's been coming, and I can't pronounce their last name, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> gotcha. But they're, they're they're really cool too. So
0: excellent, yeah. excellent. That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. And, um, you know, thanks for giving a shout out to community groups because um, I've just continued to see them flourishing and relationships deepening. And one of the things I love the most is I think I'm just doing a quick like mental run through of our community groups and the people in them, and they're all involved beyond just a community group yeah. like they're people yeah. who are serving um, they have their kids coming, they are involved they're and if they're not yet, they're actively saying, I want to be like I'm looking for where's the best part and I just think that is a very um holistic way of of like when we talk about people being a part of our community that's what we're talking about yep and there's something about community group too where i think it's just by by the nature of it Mm -hmm. um let's say like you have a new couple come in well they hear the other other people in the group talking about well my kids are doing this or this is what i'm doing on sunday this is how i'm serving this is what we're doing and just naturally they're like oh well yeah, we want to do that. We want to yep. be a part of that too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, good job. I didn't ask you to mention community groups, but no. We had, yeah, we had to
1: do I mean, so. <laughs> Wednesdays are my favorite day during the week,
0: and it's Kara's favorite day because you clean up the house. Yes, right before well, people so come over. So
1: we do we do a lot of it on Tuesday uh, night I, yeah. after the girls go to bed, but then usually on Wednesdays I'm doing the you, sweeping and mopping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I get it. I get yep. it. When I used to host um, groups at my mm-hmm. home uh, back in, especially my singles days. Um, I would my, I might have two two groups at my house during the week and so my house would get clean like every Tuesday and Thursday.
1: Yeah, so, so it it does help us keep a cleaner house <laughs> like we can tell at our house when we when we haven't had a community group.
0: Let, let me be clear on clean. Um straightened and and or you know somewhat orderly.
1: That is clean. Yeah, ex- okay, yeah. Yeah, that's I, like clean. I'm
0: not doing like dusting underneath like the the armoire or whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have it on more. No. Nah. Uh, so uh, what else? What else going on? Anything? How are you feeling? You I'm, fe- right? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um,
1: I can um, can basically do everything I did before, but just on a weight restriction now. So mm-hmm. I just can't like right now I'm picking up Caroline, but I can't pick up Adelaide.
0: Oh, that's that's easy to,
1: Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> that's easy to describe.
0: Sorry, I can't pick you up. But I can pick up your sister. <laughs> wow.
1: So I've, oh. I've been able to help more of the house, which is good. But uh, yeah. But I'm still not able to like, if I needed to move some like big piece of equipment here up at the church, I'd have mm-hmm. to ask someone to do it for me. Gotcha. But other than that, I'm pretty All's much well. doing whatever I want to do. As well,
0: yeah. Um, I don't know if this is of interest to anyone, but I'm gonna ask you: Are you are you like a March Madness guy? Do you do the? This
1: was the first year to ever watch because Auburn made it. Oh. In. So
0: are they still in? No, I don't, they're out.
1: I don't watch it at all. They they lost to like miami or something and i mean i i've kept up with it because auburn was in it so like i know sure. was in the final four but
0: are we down to the final four now yeah okay all right
1: i just, i don't care that much
0: i mean i might like take a cursory glance at the at the final you yeah know? now like you if if one of the oklahoma teams was in it i'd be paying attention yeah so. like
1: there's the story about this being the Duke's coach last year yes, coach so I, yeah. so I kind of want him to win just to that would be that, really that cool would, and then you get to see the ESPN 30 on 30 for his last season yeah. because it'll be like that yeah. there'll be like some inspirational movie made <laughs> you know it just works out if they win
0: it does it does so anyway so well it, um, hey I want to talk about something today okay <clears throat> excuse me first I had to cough um, don't know if uh, what what you were doing on Monday morning when you woke up. Um, I'm not sure what was on your mind to like take care of that day, but How I How do you know... know I didn't see it live? Oh, well, I just... I do have a film degree. <laughs> well, did you see it live? No. <laughs> I'm talking about the slap. The yeah. slap heard around the world. <laughs> um, is there anyone listening who does not know what I'm talking about?
1: They probably are like, <laughs> are you finally going to give us the context of the Will Smith memes? <laughs>
0: what's all this who's that what's the Fresh Prince doing in those videos yeah (laughs) so yeah I want to talk about the slap Um, but I didn't just want to talk about it in like regard to like you know just um, cultural like hoopla but there's something I want to kind of drill down on a little bit but okay but um, I guess we should do a quick recap right of what happened and I I am going to take creative editing license um, for any inappropriate words So I'm just gonna replace them. Ooh, I can't wait to see what you're. I mean, that's not. So okay, so the Oscars, the Academy Awards, were Sunday night. Um, I think I only knew it because I saw like a, an ad like on something at DVR. So, um, wasn't you know gonna watch it. Now I am always interested in some of the best films because often. Uh, the documentaries and stuff that get yeah. up there are usually something I end up watching because the document, I, I really, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, oh, there, it's the one about the dog. I can't remember the name, but that was a really good movie. It was on Netflix that I saw. I think so. But dog anyway. with a purpose or something. No, not that one. No, no. And it's not dog with a blog, as Mallory watches on <laughs> Disney. But no. So, but here's a recap of what happened with the slap. So Chris Rock, he was just a presenter. He wasn't even the host. So he was. Oh, just, he wasn't even the host. No, he was just um, coming out to present for the next. Oh, um, and he was he made a joke about um Jada well, Smith. So Will before, Smith's wife. Before
1: you even say that, like, yeah. let's talk about what. When you bring a comedian on to an award show, (laughs) they are there to roast the celebrities that are in the room. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. So, um, Jada Pinkett Pinkett Smith, she has um, alopecia, which is uh, a skin... um, uh, uh, I don't know the term I'm looking for. But anyway, it it does not allow the hair growth. So she is bald, but she is beautiful. She is bald and beautiful. Um, But so... Chris makes a statement, Jada, I love you, G.I. Jane too. can't wait to see it. All right, and moves on. Ha, 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 ha. And they cut to the Smiths sitting there on the front row, um, and you hear people kind of laughing in the audience. Not like major laughing, and even Will kind of laughs, right? Yeah, you, he, You've seen he definitely it. Laughs, he chuckled, yeah. he chuckled. You immediately see um, Jada, like her eyeballs roll back in her head, and yeah. she's like, uh-uh. And I, I, I mean... Who, I mean, who wants to be made fun of, but then you kind of, like, expect it, especially if you're a front row sitter. I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot.
1: Well, she did just, she did just address it publicly for the first time, like, a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh, see. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, there's all that. And so, um, and then it's, like, with each, like, physical um, response that you see in Jada, um, the, the smile on Will Smith's face kind of lessens and lessens and lessens. I saw kind of a funny meme about it where he was like, come on, babe, it's kind of funny. And then she's like, William? And then you see him get up. That's totally the, <laughs> how that...
1: I am dead set. Yeah. If it wasn't staged, that's exactly how it happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, well, we'll get into that in a minute because I hear your theory there. So um, anyway, uh, whatever happens, it's almost like that gesture of her face was like the... The ringside bell and like will smith slipped into like muhammad ali <laughs> yeah and he just gets up and just walks up on the stage like there's that runway kind of that they had yeah it, that and um he walks right up to uh chris rock chris never like dukes up or anything like he just stands there and is like oh okay and i don't know if he's i don't know and then will just slaps him slaps that's Mm -hmm. the word it's not just slapped it's slapped yeah like like three a's yeah yeah a lot of it two l's three a's so um and so so to his credit i mean chris just he took the slap like a boss i think um didn't raise his arm didn't try to block it didn't risk i mean he shook it off and um and i guess we could well and i'll say this he said "Oh, oh wow will smith just smacked the shiver me timbers out of me that's that was my insertion there (laughs) of my own work and um and then they cut this but we see it later i mean we didn't see it it wasn't live i didn't watch it live either but then will says keep my wife's name out of your fantastically dentaled mouth um and then he was like dude it was just a g.i jane joke and then smith repeats keep my wife's name out of your fig newton mouth and um as if he'd never like it was the most serious thing he'd ever done in his life. So, um, and, and that,
1: then and that's why live TV is on a 2 minute delay.
0: That's exactly why. And I'll I'll leave it with this and then we'll talk about your response. But Chris then responded um, with I think grace a little bit. And He goes, "And that was the greatest night in the history of television," which, you know, I'm kind of like, "Yeah, that's debatable." But it was definitely talked about. So, well, yeah. Definitely meme-worthy if nothing uh-huh. else. Um, and then I loved this. A lot of people I saw post was that uh, I wouldn't have even known the Oscars were happening if the slap didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So your, your, your your impression of my first slap, the slap, the, like, you got to say that
1: the first, first reaction after watching the, the full video Mm -hmm. of the uncut version and how it even got out. I'm curious because if I was the Oscars and it wasn't staged, I would have held on to that. Hmm. But, um, so like when he's, when Will's laughing at the joke and you can see Jada's like, like a uh, no, un, uh-huh. no, he didn't kind of look, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it cuts back to, to, um, Chris Rockins talking about, it was just a joke. It was a, it was even a, it was even a good one. <laughs> and then Will Smith's walking, you know, they're having the conversation of like you were saying, it's like, Will, you need to go take care of this. Baby, it was a joke. Relax. <laughs> no, you need to go take care of this now, William. <laughs> yeah. And they've had they've had issues recently. Um, yeah. So, and I don't want to go into those, but um, so it was important to his wife, so he took care of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't think he took care of it the right way.
0: hmm But
1: he did something.
0: So, do you think it was staged or not?
1: Um, the it looked like Chris leaned into it, and if you notice, like Will's elbow isn't like if you go to slap someone where's your elbow
0: it's extended extended isn't
1: it? he was right in his body so it, so he didn't have all his f- full force into it yeah true and i don't know if i'm if i'm angry uh-huh. if i'm doing enough to actually pull my punch per yeah. se yeah and uh-huh. then if someone slaps you what's the first thing you want to do
0: uh, slap back. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's me. I mean, I'm not saying that's how everyone and responds. And I don't,
1: I don't know if Chris has control of himself that well. I know I don't, and everyone I've asked doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The fact that he didn't do anything but look at, look at the side stage to see if he was supposed to keep going or they were going to cut to commercial
0: mm-hmm.
1: indicates to me that he knew it was coming. And it looks like he kind of leaned into a little bit. Yeah. Whether he was like Maybe Will's going to tell me something. Or... Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So my, and we are going to get to some scripture here. So please don't tune out if you're like, oh my God, they're going to talk about this. Um, was, so when you just see the memes and the really short clip or even just the still frame of, of the, he's ex- he's finished the slap. He's, he's kind of followed through and you see Chris's face, you know, turning. That's pretty much what you see that image. Yeah. Um, I was like, "Oh, that looks staged." But then, if you watch um, Chris continue on with what he came out there to present, he is he stumbling it up. all over the place. Yeah, and I, that's when I'm like, "That wasn't staged." That's what actually how he the after part was where where you I'm thought, like, "No, nah, that that mm-hmm. that was real." I
1: I tend to think it's more real, but uh-huh. I like I could see yeah where they would do it because. The last two Oscars have been some of the lowest-rated award shows <laughs> in history. Yeah, and people are people are tired of watching celebrities get up and do a speech.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: You know, so,
0: um, so, um, I don't stage or not. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards it wasn't stage, but that's just my, yeah, my thing. Just watching stuff. But so, of course, uh, well, of course, um, Will goes on to he, one of the reasons he's sitting in the front row. He's nominated for, uh lead actor in a movie on um, King Richard which I haven't seen yeah I haven't either he plays Richard Williams the father of Venus and Serena Um, he goes on to he wins the Oscar Um, he gets up and does a speech he's very weepy about it Um, and in that speech he calls himself he he says I've been called to be a fierce protector of his family Um, which brings in a whole other side of of some of their issues in their, in their marriage and stuff, which I don't, I don't know, Will and Jada. So I'm not going to go into a whole, I'm into that really at all. But um, he talks about how he's a fierce protector. He's called to be a fierce protector of his family. And then he says that he wants to be a river of love to his people. So I'm like, okay. Um, (laughs) You know, he did mention this in his speech. Um, So Denzel Washington, also Oscar winner. Yeah. um, Believer. Yes. Um. And he's been outed as a believer in (laughs) in Hollywood, but he advised Will before and had he told Will said this in a speech that Denzel had advised him that the devil would try to ruin his finest hour. Yeah. Which you know now I would debate if that was his finest hour. I mean, not talk. I mean, even before the slap, but one of his most like accomplished moments that he's worked for. Well, in in,
1: in in the film industry. I mean, an Oscar for lead actor is the top.
0: Of course, yes. I I I guess I was talking in the grand scheme of things, but yes,
1: professionally that probably correct. Agreed,
0: yeah, for sure. So he was like, yeah, he's gonna try and mess it up, um, and and then he thanked the Williams family a few times. He never he never thanked Jada, (laughs) which, um, he apologized to the Oscars, um, and even wondered out loud if they'd bring him out, bring him back. So who knows what. The repercussions will be, but they're not going to take the Oscar away because they haven't taken away from Weinstein or Roman Polanski. so yeah, they ain't taking kid. it. They're from not Wilson, taking his Oscar. So. Awesome. Um, so, what I wanted to talk about today, yep. uh, based on the slap, the slap. <laughs> you haven't done it yet. You gonna do it?
1: No. Why not? Slap. <laughs> Cause, See, because I don't have a good act. Like, slap. I'm not good at that.
0: You're from Douglas. You should be able to say slap.
1: No, you just say slap. <laughs> that
0: was pretty good, though. Mm. All right, so anyway, I want us to talk today about righteous anger and selfish anger, right? Like, and the, is there a difference? And um, yes, well, yeah, there is. Short, short um, story, there is. <laughs> and thanks for listening. And so. see you, bye. So, But I wanted to talk about this. There are a couple of places, a few places, examples in the scriptures of where... Our human anger is justified. Uh, and, and I mean by that is that because we're humans and the anger that we have, it's actually justified scripturally. And uh, I'm going to mention them not because these are just examples, but these are the few. There mm-hmm. there are just a few. So it's not just a selection of examples. Um, it's, it's all we see. This is the entire list. Um, so in Exodus chapter 32, uh, when Moses comes down the mountain with the Ten Commandments, and he hears, I mean, there's a party going on. Um, the people were tired of waiting. They talk Aaron into it, and they end up, you know, hey, everyone, bring me your gold. Let's make a calf. There's a party. All this. We read in Exodus 32 that Moses' anger, in verse 19, it burned hot. That That's how it's written. And so the narrative makes it really clear that the anger of Moses, it's it's in line with he just been in the presence of god mm-hmm. he's um it's obvious he's been in the presence of god um and he, his anger is in line with the anger of god he's right to be angered by the people's idolatry, especially considering he's coming down the mountain with the Ten Commandments that says you shall have no other God before me. Yeah. Besides <laughs> so, the first one. Yeah. So there's there's that one. There's the first one. The righteous <laughs> anger, the justified anger. Um, when uh in first in Samuel, when the people of Jabesh Gilead are threatened with um, atrocities by their enemies, the Ammonites, Saul hears of it. And we read in uh, chapter 11 of 1 Samuel that the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard those words, and his anger was greatly kindled. So you see like a fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the close link between the Spirit coming upon Saul and his anger, it you see in that language it, that this was a, a righteous anger, um, that this was a... Um, it was not of himself. I mean, right. the scripture says the spirit came upon him, and he was angered. So that's two examples. Um, in Matthew chapter three, when John the Baptist comes face to face with just the hypocrisy of the of the religious leaders, he says, "I mean, well, the, he he's burning with this same anger, and he he calls out to them, and he doesn't say it. I think you know quietly." You know. He says, "You brood of vipers!" So he is—he declares like this. He has this righteous anger about him, this indignation. Yeah. Um. And so he has this right to be angry. So that's three examples. Here's the fourth example of this kind of righteous human anger, Um, when when Paul visits the city of Corinth, and he sees, kind of like Moses did, but he sees this idolatry and um, actually an insult to the honor of the one true God. Scripture says, Acts 17, that his spirit is provoked within him. Um, this indicates, again, like this hot burning anger in his spirit. And, and we see this, this, again, this righteous anger that's burning within them. So those are the four examples um, that we have of righteous anger in the scriptures. 4 Josh 4. Okay. 4. So, I I guess the first question to ask then is like is anger right? Is it is it okay? Is it right for us to be angry?
1: Well, I, I guess it just depends on the reasoning.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, cuz we just read four reasons. Yeah. Um like
1: and, and most most of them either deal with idolatry or hypocrisy. Mm. And only one actually deals with um Physical acts of man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So then you'd go, well, that, so putting back in perspective, most people would say defending your spouse or your kids would be a righteous anger.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: But these four examples don't actually address that per right. se. So then it would leave me with more of a a question, what constitutes it being a justified anger?
0: mm yeah,
1: like, is it just because it hurts my feelings and it hurts people I love? Does that make it justified? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good. And and in in Jonah chapter four, um, uh, or Jonah four four, when God God actually asks a question of Jonah, he says, "Is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for you to be angry?" Because he didn't want to go to the people. He didn't want to. And he asks, "Is it right for you to be angry?" And the answer just based on those four experience, uh, examples is sometimes maybe just sometimes it might be like with, with qualified, needs to be qualified. Mm -hmm. Yes. But even then I would say in most of our experiences, most, even our most, what we would say is our most, um, righteous anger, it's tinged with a little bit of, um, selfishness or I mean I guess you could say ungodliness like unrighteous anger okay you know what I'm saying yeah um because and here's here's my here's where I wanted to kind of go with this and I'm gonna do a little self um uh, opening myself up here for everyone to listen and judge um because anger is often attached Josh to our pride okay yeah are you with me yeah I'm with you And pride is often very is very often attached to our insecurity, Mm -hmm. self doubt, yes, fear of being found out as a fraud,
1: Mm. right, or just
0: not good enough.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Um. And so we have to recognize that when we are um, stirred up to anger Mm. or whatever stirs us up to anger. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Um. And that's that's a. And here's here's where I want to go with and this is this is totally I'm gonna like I said share a little bit about myself here um because um I know it might be different for all of y'all but most often and 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 I had this written in my notes as like us, like plural our and us, but I, I know really it's it's me. But most often my anger is attached primarily to inconvenience or annoyance. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. That's, that's that's right. So, I mean, I think about, like, you know, the last time I got angry. I can give you the example. The last time I got angry was with my dog because we were out at um, Kristen's house. She has chickens. The chickens were not put up, and my dog would not leave them alone. And she ended up pulling out the tail feathers of two different chickens, and now Kristen's having to, like, doctor the chickens' butts um, for the next couple of weeks, oh yeah, so I was, I was ask, texting Kristen when this happened. Yeah, you can ask her about that if whenever you see her. Um, so and I was angry, and you know, like Kristen I,
1: for not putting up the chickens. No, I
0: was angry at my dog. I thought, but really, here here's where I, when this is what I do. This is what I do in my spare time. Mm-hmm. This is why I was angry. I couldn't control my dog. Mm. She would not obey. Yeah, and that was a control thing for me.
1: Hmm. That's the trigger.
0: Which goes to, like, insecurity or, like, you should do what I say. Well, I should say stop and you should stop.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I
0: know. This is, like, a little psychoanalysis of yeah. Shannon today. Um, so, but think about the last time you got angry. You don't have to tell the story, but just, like, how often is our anger attached to inconvenience or annoyance and not to righteousness?
1: I don't right? know. If, I don't buy the. Qual- I know we haven't gone through a list of qualifiers, but I don't know if I've ever if I've ever actually been righteously mad.
0: Oh, so you're just going right there and saying, I don't know. Like, So you're not trying to put yourself in the place of um, Moses or Saul or John the Baptist or Paul?
1: No. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> no, I never put myself in a group of those guys.
0: But but I think a lot of people do. Yep. And they're like, oh, no, I'm righteously angry.
1: No, I No, I really don't.
0: I mean, I've said that. I've thought that.
1: I've thought it, but I don't think I've ever actually been i think I'm be trying to qualify it yeah well, no, I think I'm trying to coax myself that it's okay to be mad,
0: oh heck, yeah, oh yeah, like I think I'm
1: using righteous justification anger
0: justification all day yeah,
1: I'm thinking I'm trying to justify my anger, not really qualify yeah. my anger, yeah and if 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 i if I'm thinking about qualifying it, it's mm-hmm. probably wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing is is more um sane and reasonable than a person in the midst of their anger trying to justify their anger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the fact that
1: I've I've never like I don't think I've ever had I don't think I've ever been righteously angry at something because usually, like you said, it always affects me one way or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have been and you just can't think of an example. I can think of an example of
1: There I do have one example but I'm not going to share it.
0: Sure, okay. Yeah, well I was going to say I would say this there's something that and I would it, probably everybody but I really can't it's hard to even define um but when I um read about or um you know see you know, normally it's like reading um about children being abused um like sexually abused physically abused there is something that i cannot describe which is probably true for most people yeah, but yeah. um that just boils within me mm-hmm. yeah. um and i would call that most definitely a righteous anger because it's a it's a um a, you know a, a defenseless person mm-hmm. yeah um an, an, an innocent um, being abused is, mm. Mm, yeah. Like just even now, it kind of makes my yeah makes me uh, yeah, tense I, up a bit. I definitely
1: <clears throat> I am there with you on sure. that. Yeah. But I was more thinking of e- events Specific, and moments yeah. when I am reacting to like I'm a one on one reaction to mm. the situation. Okay. Like yeah. there are those situations like you're talking about, and God forbid I ever have to mm. deal with mm-mm, it. Mm-mm. But it, it. I'm righteously angry at the situation, but I don't have a firsthand gotcha. interaction with it. Right, gotcha. And I'm talking about firsthand reaction.
0: Understood. Yeah. Angers. Yeah. So, and I mean, let let me. I mean, yeah. We kind of went into that you know, the, the depth of stuff, but like even going back to the whole idea of inconvenience and annoyance being often what triggers our anger. Uh I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, traffic or, you know, something spilled, you know, you just got dressed for the day and then something gets spilled on you. Right. Or your, your kid or your pet, Mm -hmm. um, or your coworker or your neighbor, you know, whatever they did or said something to you, which that would only apply to you if you have a talking dog, I guess, um, or a cat. <laughs> but whatever they did, right, it inconveniences you, and you get this anger comes up, and mm-hmm. and the next thing, you, like, and, and you're angry, right? and, and the next, and you're just incon, but it's about inconvenience or annoyance.
1: Or uh, one that deals with, uh, I struggle with, is insecurity about control.
0: Right. Like, right, yeah.
1: Uh, Adeline or Caroline are just being <laughs> pills, right? Uh, yeah. Well, if I if I don't snap on them, mm-hmm. people will think I don't have control of my kids.
0: Ooh, wow! But or, you don't want to snap on them because they're being kids.
1: N- no, but I also I also want uh, people to know that I'm a good dad, and I don't let my kids because because we watch uh-huh. people, and then we just even if we don't say <laughs> it, we judge people on how they raise their kids. Oh and if, yeah and if it looks like they're running the house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: we're we're extra. So,
0: uh, that's pride? Yeah. So it's for sure. it's
1: in, in one of my biggest insecurity ones. Insecurity and pride. Yep. Insecurity about control. Mhm. Or yeah. like I'm late in traffic because I don't have... And then people are like, well, he doesn't have his stuff together. He's not in control of his situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you and I can totally relate to those mm-hmm. things like that. Not having control, that insecurity of wanting... Yeah. And and I would say probably a lot of us do. But and I, I want to mention that because I think it's important for... As Christians, I think there's times when we want to wave the flag of righteous anger, righteous indignation, and it's really not...
1: Because it's our soapbox. Uh, Oh
0: yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to say that my anger the other day about my dog and I couldn't control her, that I wasn't, I'm not trying to say that was righteous anger, but I will say this about the whole kid thing though, Josh, um, and I've noticed it too. Is that we are we are normally more annoyed and aw- I mean we are because we're the parents annoyed and aware of our kids. Like let's say we're you know we're out out to eat you know as a family you know families or something. And um, you know if our kid acts up you know it's like oh sorry guys you know to to the other adults and they're like oh I didn't even notice like oh. but we're aware but they're yeah. not at, but and it's still there that yeah. feeling.
1: Perfect example is you've seen me at my like struggling with this. <laughs> you know yeah like when i have to bring them to a staff meeting (laughs) like i am at my wits end and they're not doing anything but being kids they're just
0: being kids yeah
1: but because i'm so insecure about them stopping y'all from doing what y'all need to do i am like worse than they are
0: yeah but then so so what and i guess the the difference would be like for those there's many of us like we carry that and so it's like this and i don't know uh that pride or insecurity, all of it wrapped up together. um, It's kind of boiling underneath the surface and then something does happen and we explode or it's obvious that we're angry and we try to justify.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then I keep it together with the kids and then I get home and then something happens and I snap at Kara. Yeah. Like everything I've been built up, just yep. go straight on yeah. to
0: care. Which, and I, again, I do not, I'm not friends with Will and Jada Smith, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to pretend that I am. But I will say this, um, Chris Rock saying what he did, that one sentence about can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2, was not the um, trigger I mean it was the trigger but it was, it was the, not the the main source. It was the
1: hairpin trigger of, of thousands of boiling, pounds of pressure.
0: Yeah. With Will Smith. Yeah,
1: it was the hairpin trigger yeah. of thousands of pounds of pressure. And I don't I count like sitting in a chair scrolling psychologist.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So take, that, that's that's how um, Take it with what, whatever you, you want. Will Smith just doesn't look happy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about, it. yeah. Like sure.
1: he, he, he looks like he has so the weight much the weight on yeah. his shoulders.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, the anger, anger. I have, um, I want to share a personal story, um, of, I'm not calling this righteous anger, uh, but it might seem like it on the surface. So, example from my childhood um go back with me if you will to 1978,
1: right? Man, if if I can find like the
0: the uh, sounds, <laughs> the sound, sound effects, <laughs> I'll put, I'll put it in. 1978 when the jeans were flared again and the hair was feathered but horribly under-conditioned, and doctors smoked in the exam rooms. So 1978, a great year. Uh, I was in the fourth grade, so those of you who are doing your math, I'm 52, okay? Just get over it. Um, and I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus riding home uh, from school, from Acme Elementary School. Um, yep, the, yep. The Anvil Company? Yeah, not the Anvil Company. It means excellence. I think we've talked about it before in yeah. here. So anyways, I'm riding home, and on our bus, okay, was this kid who was an absolute jerk to other kids. Um, I, you could call him a bully, I guess. I mean, I don't know if we really use that term a lot. Um, but I mean, he was, I mean, you look back, absolute, just punk. And he was, and this was like spring semester. So it was like the second semester of the school year. And, um, so a good semester and a half of almost daily, this kid being a jerk on the bus um he sat near the back of course because that's where all the punks sit i mean well, i would sit back there sometimes too but not <laughs> not in the same like. i would usually sit in like the middle of the bus you know i like to put my foot on the hump
1: oh yeah I you know do too, where yeah. the wheel well is yeah. so yeah
0: so i i wasn't like way back you know just kind of mm-hmm. like two-thirds back but anyway um i think where you sat on the bus says a lot about you but I'd like to do, like, a psychologi- psychology, like, side like, test on that. Anyway. We had assigned so, seats. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, anyway, I'd had an, I would had had enough of this kid. And he, he was incessantly picking on two or three kids who were younger than him. And this kid was about my size. He was a grade below me. I'm pretty sure. Who knows? He might have been held back. I don't know. But he was just, like, just so, so annoying. And, um... Now, so in fourth grade, fourth grade, Shannon. All right, so I'm, um, I get off the bus and, um, well, no, hang on, let me go back. So here's what I do. Um, I, I, I remember turning behind me. So I obviously I wasn't sitting in the back back of the bus. I turned behind me and I don't, I can't tell you what had transpired that day at school. I don't know, but I turned around and I said, I told him if he said another word. Or, and we, I knew we were close to his bus stop or if he did anything to whatever kid he was bothering that day, that I would get off at his bus stop and show him what it was like that. I remember saying that I'll show you what it's like. I don't know what that, I guess what I meant, like what he was doing to someone else. So, so, um, um, so I, I get off, uh, he, he does it, he does something of course, he says something, he does something, whatever. So fourth grade Shannon, I get off the bus at his bus stop and he stands there and he's, he kind of has his chest bowed out a little bit. And I, his, his fists are clenched at his side. I remember that vivid. And I remember very, this is like, this is like burned in my brain. Like, I very calmly and and I could say probably it sounded eerie to some people. I said, "Are you going to keep bothering this kid?" And he I mean I he just looked at me like defiantly and he was like, "Yeah, and you can't do any." And then before he could finish saying the word anything, I gave him a right hook to the face and he dropped to his knees. Ouch. I mean, I just did like a roundhouse, like just like yeah. Cobra Just, yeah. And, you know, he drops to his knees. His hand goes to his face. He's wide-eyed. He's looking at me in shock. Tears start to well up in those wide eyes. And then his older brother, a sixth grader, who's, like, in this adolescent hormonal growth spurt, so he's, like, huge, um, he's been a witness to all the bus bullying for all semester and a half, and and now this moment, too. And he that's when he steps forward... Um, in front of his shocked and silenced little brother who's now, you know, on his knees, And before he could say or do anything to me, which I'm pretty sure he was about to, and this is the best part of the story, I think. Before he could say or do anything, my bus driver a college guy who was very cute. And I had made a Christmas card for him. He had yet to pull away in the bus. He was actually watching the whole thing. And he waited for me when I got off. So I get off at the bully stop and he waits for me. I didn't even notice it It is like, and so as the, as the older brother steps forward to probably pummel me, my, my hunky bus driver, Honked once, just me, and waved for me to get on the bus. And I turn around. I'm like, oh, and and because I was planning on just walking home, I going to walk like a good you know, like two miles to get to my oh, house. It, it was a huge neighborhood we were in, so it was gonna okay. be. But so I, he honks I, and, and waves for me to get on the bus. And as I get back on, he and I walk by him. He simply says he deserved it, and he nodded for me to sit down. And that was it. And off we went. And there was no write ups, there was no suspension, there was no detention, there was no parent meeting or intervention. And there was no more bus bullying, at least for the rest of that semester. And those were the good old days of the 1970s. Nice. Now, here's the thing. The reason I tell that story. Was that a righteous anger? Was it? Um, Maybe, kind of, sort of. I mean, I'd like to be like, I was defending that kid, you know. But I don't even remember that kid's name that I was defending, (laughs) supposedly. But that bus bully, like I've already made clear, was annoying so annoying like loud and obnoxious and I'm sure just after a day of school and now I'm on a hot bus with armpits and exhaust filling the, the bus aroma right no one no one wants any extra annoyance right that's exactly what this kid was doing because honestly I think this if he had been a quiet bully, like just sitting back there like thumping the back of somebody's ear, you know, just like all the time, yeah, or whispering irritating things to whoever he was messing with, would I have responded after a semester of it I don't I don't think I would Probably I don't know if, I don't know if I would I really I was annoyed, I was mentally inconvenienced mm. and so even even if we want to say, but Shannon, you were defending you know a, a smaller helpless kid, I would say even that. Even if you want to give a little bit of righteousness to that anger, it was mixed with my own sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it just was. There's, Your
1: ability to to end the annoyance.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, and that that's just what it is. And I and I think for a lot of us, um, we want to call it righteous anger. Will Smith wanted to say, "I am a fierce defender, protector of my family." But, but you know, there's, you know, I think you could go and Google and find out there's a lot of things that go, I don't I don't really know if that's, you know, if that's a, a, a mm-hmm. way to protect your family, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what does that mean and what does that look like? <sighs> so there's one other example. There's actually like this whole other class of examples of righteous anger in the Bible. Um, because in the Psalms, what we find is that the psalmist Often in their writings are show this like indignation against wickedness, like you see it written over and over again, like in in the songs, like in these in these ways of praise. There is an often a righteous indignation towards uh, wickedness, ungodliness, all that, and 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 what it does is that it points us forward to the anger of um of the holiness of God, um, Mm -hmm. of the, you know, the, there's only one human who is utter, utterly pure and righteous, right? Jesus, of course.
1: And he and people like to use him as an example of righteous anger mm-hmm. because he got angry.
0: He did, yeah, he did. And he he flipped some tables, and yeah. you know, we we know about that for sure. And, and he
1: and people like to really use that as an example of why it's okay to be angry. Yeah, and justify their anger as righteous anger.
0: I, every time I flip a table, I'm like Jesus did it.
1: I, I was, I'm always curious about like
0: how he would do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he, I think he got under there and lifted with his legs and did it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, so here's, here's the deal. The, the struggle that we experience as we try to reflect and go, okay, yeah, this is what I'm feeling is righteous. The righteous anger of God I think it makes a little more sense once we consider how godly and ungodly anger relate. Like they are so close together. I mean mm-hmm. that that emotion is there because in godly anger we we experience as as you know the things of God and and that that feeling of no that is wrong in the name of God. You know, right. yeah. Um, when we're called to to care about the same things that God. Cares about and to be angry over cruelty and injustice and abuse and evil. Right, mm-hmm. we're called to do that as Christians. We're called to do that. Um, and in those examples uh, above of scripture that we looked at, how often do we he- read that the spirit of God came upon that person? Yeah,
1: and that's where the anger right boiled from. Right,
0: and and in that, that's where it, you know, that provokes in us this this godly indignation. Um so you know you read that and it's like okay in our spirit then we we can be stirred to feel the same offense that God feels mm-hmm. about things to hate the way the innocent are made to suffer and to you know stand up and rail against godless oppression right um in the very best of those kinds of circumstances we will be living in imitation of our god yeah right but like you said earlier, I don't know if I've ever been fully, completely, righteously anger, angered without a tinge, a hint of my own yeah. sin nature. And I don't know if I could completely disconnect those. I, I don't know. I don't know if we can. Right, right. Um, but in, in the very best, I think we we are living in imitation of our God in the best of those circumstances, yes. right? Um, that we can be holy as He is holy, and in the, in those moments, like we we are, we're overwhelmed with, you know, His honor, um, zealous for His 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 law, uh, what He says is right, passionate about uh, the poor and the needy that He calls us to care for. Right, our anger is right, but the very best circumstances they don't happen very often. That uh-huh. we are drawn in that way much much more of the time this is very much like confession imitation of god slides ever so subtly into replacement of god
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: and when we do that thing that we do right we take his place we put ourselves there as as soon as it is our honor
1: Uh uh-huh
0: our pride um that is a cover, I think, for our insecurity. Yeah. Um, Like, that we're concerned about our, that it's my law that's being breached, right? I right. expect my dog to act appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, when it's our own needs that are stirring us into that passionate rage, that's when we go, oh. and And the problem here is that even though these are two such very close neighbors, this anger, they are very, very, very different, Houses to live in, if you will,
1: and there's a clear line, yeah mm-hmm.
0: they are and and all too often I'm taking up residence in the wrong house without even realizing it, it.
1: it. it's a clear line that we that yeah our rage keeps us from seeing,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I love uh, the the wording in the scripture. She talks about like a burning rage, you yeah. know? So you almost think like if it's a God burning rage, I can live in that house and that house isn't going to burn up. Yeah. But if it's a Shannon rage, it's a human rage, the and whole, I try and the whole bur- thing's burning down. Around you. Down to the ground. Yeah. And and often I'm in the, the house that's engulfed yeah. in flames and things are getting really hot and sweaty. Um,
1: I mean, could you imagine a king and an army that is angry with the fire of god and how like they destroyed those guys. Yeah. Could you imagine what an army I mean, would no, look like yeah. that?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, but I can rem- I can imagine kings and armies that have an unrighteous anger. Yeah. And they do a lot of destruction as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I would be in I know we probably will never be able to identify it, but I would love to to see what a a real righteous ang- anger and action looks like mm-hmm. because it's I bet you it's yeah amazing. You mean like live? <laughs> yeah, amazing yeah. and like you can see the Holy Spirit through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like seeing the Holy Spirit through anger, I bet you is aw- awe inspiring and terrifying at the same time.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'd be afraid if I saw that because most likely, if I'm present for it, that that anger's directed uh, directed at, <laughs> directed at, <you>. at me. <laughs> Let's hope not. So I don't not. know if I want to see that. Let's hope not. But so, you know, like, often, again, we want to call things righteous anger, but it often slips into unrighteousness, and it's it's almost always because, in my case, I've I've kind of smuggled myself onto the throne, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And instead of representing God, I've just replaced them. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's a dangerous thing. And so the antidote, what's the antidote to this, right? We turn our eyes upon Jesus right we put our gaze on him we look at his example of godly humility yes he flipped tables but over and over and over again you see godly humility and you see that even in the midst of having a meal with his enemy who was about to betray him and and constantly people were plotting to to bring him down Um, there was a humility yeah
1: There's one story about him being angry, and there's countless stories about him humbling himself Mm -hmm. and putting him beneath other people.
0: Yep. Um, He, I mean, if you think about it, and this, I don't mean this to sound like how it might sound, but he, he knew his place. He knew his purpose. Yeah. He knew, he came in submission to the Father, speaking only his words, seeking only his honor, seeking to do the will of the Father. And so... Were there time? I mean, there were time. Every moment of his existence, he was justified to have righteous anger because he was surrounded by sinners. Yeah, <laughs> and he was God, and he's yeah. holy, and so and yet we don't we don't see it. Um, and so um, it and when you look at it, it wasn't a personal affront that made Jesus angry when he flipped the tables. No, no one was like Jesus, you suck. Like no one did that, right? Like. It, no,
1: they did that. It just well, didn't make no. him angry. It,
0: in that moment he did oh, right. they did that all the time.
1: And he never Like let we're his gonna ang- get you. Right. Like he never let his anger yeah. slip.
0: Right. His his anger was roused by the unjust treatment of the weak and the dishonoring of his father. Yes. That's where that came from. And I'll just say it, even then he didn't slug somebody in the face for it. Nope. And I'm not talking about Will Smith, I'm talking about Shannon Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> So, friends, you know, maybe you've done a little... I hope you've done a little soul-searching today and not just thought, wow, Shannon's really a jerk. Um, I mean, you could think that because you're kind of right, but I but hope you're also... But you're also... You're a jerk, too. <laughs> but I would hope that we would stop and go, oh, are there times when we want, we so quick quickly want to throw the label of righteous anger upon things that are really driven by our pride our insecurity, those, th- when we try to put ourselves on the throne,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is where we completely do not belong. But when we try to put ourselves on the throne, that's exactly when our, all that's going to rise up within us. And we talk about being a fraud. We don't, we can't be there. We don't deserve to be there. And so, of course, that, that insecurity and all that, you know, we're going to, oh, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to try and, Make make everyone think I belong here, and then we don't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just challenging um, you, listener, to um, think about anger. Think about the slap. I mean, goodness gracious! It's, it's I'm so all glad. in your face. I'm so literally it's in Chris Rock's face. <laughs> um, but no, like. Y- <sighs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm challenged by it. Of course, I have opinions that I want to make about these two people I don't even know. But, um, you know, as believers, if you're a believer, um, I think that we need to be challenged and encouraged to look at how how we are. What's, uh, do we experience those moments of righteous anger? And I think the closer we get to Jesus, Josh, and the closer we seek after him, and the closer we desire to be holy as He is holy,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I think we will find more moments of righteous anger. Uh-huh. But then, even then, the responsibility on our part for our for us to pump the brakes on our humanity and our sin nature um, is is even more uh, like there at the surface because you know, oh yeah, because we'll see things that maybe we didn't notice before mm-hmm. um, that we need to. We need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Or before that, before your rage fire burns everything around you and burns to the ground. To the ground.
0: To the ground. So, um, yeah, anger. No, no bueno. No bueno. So that's that's the short version. Cliff notes.
1: Yep. <laughs> you said antidote to the ang- the uh-huh. rage, and yeah. it made me think of. Anecdote, which was the story you told about uh. <laughs> the bully. And it's like, did you hear about the guy that um, died because his friend read, read him an anecdote instead of giving him his anecdote? <laughs> he was bit by a snake, and his guy kept telling funny stories from Uncle John's bathroom reader. he um, died in like 30 minutes.
0: That is such a dad joke. It is. It's awesome, though. <laughs> uh, oh, what, you need some anecdotes? Okay, <laughs> let me hit you with some. No, i'm swelling up like a i don't know what swells up I, I read all these anecdotes it didn't work <laughs> i don't know what happened oh my goodness so hey um before we say uh goodbye for this episode we got some stuff happening. we got some
1: stuff going on
0: yeah yeah what's happening
1: so uh we're getting really close to easter i think we're 18 days away it's, from easter
0: easter's coming yes we are 18 yeah 18, 18. Days. yep
1: 18 days from Easter. So we got some great things coming up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for the pop podcast specific- specifically <laughs> uh-huh. during Holy week, we're going to be doing like we did last year. We're going to have an episode every day.
0: Okay. I'll get to work on that.
1: Yep. <laughs> and then also during Holy week, we're going to have a Wednesday night worship night at yes. six o'clock on April 13th.
0: Holy week worship. going to be great.
1: And we'll be um, doing that at six o'clock in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be a
0: night, it'll be a kind of a contemplative time, of prayer and worship and really just taking time the before Easter to really consider, Um, there'll be some scripture reading and things um, to really, really consider like what transpired prior to the celebration of Easter Sunday. Yep. Yeah.
1: And with that, there'll be no um, porch kids for kindergarten through fifth grade, but mm-hmm. we'll have nursery from birth to like, my kids, at least I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no, so through pre-k yeah yeah um the sunday before so april 10th palm sunday i always
1: forget about palm sunday yeah
0: um the kids are gonna wave because you probably didn't really do it as we never uh, you're growing up We never did um it. But our kids will always do that. We call it the palm processional. I palm think processional. They, they go through and wave palms and palm hopefully, parade. hopefully we won't have the same palms we had last year. They were pointed, they they man, they cut, they hurt.
1: I think they were called razor palms.
0: They well, they were because <laughs> I was helping hand them out and I got stabbed by some by some childrens. So, um, but yeah, they'll do that on um on April 10th before uh the service or during the services. So If you have kiddos, just take them to porch kids that day, and then and then um they'll they'll bring them to you know they'll they'll handle it. Our porch kids volunteers.
1: Something uh, our entire listening audience might not know is the palms that we use on Palm Sunday. Yes, are the ashes that we use Mm -hmm. on Ash Wednesday.
0: Yeah, we burn down palms and add oil to them, and those are the ashes that are used for Palm Sunday. Usually. I don't think we burned down the razor ones from last year, but normally those are the ashes. I think Kristen use. was excited to burn them. Yeah, she's like, I'm burning these. Talk <laughs> about burning it down. She was ready to burn those down. So yeah, um, Palm Sunday and then uh, Holy Week Worship.
1: And then uh, Easter.
0: April 17th. So we've got three services that day. Um, we'll have a seven o'clock sunrise service out on the front lawn um weather permitting so yep. it will be wonderful and beautiful um so last year was the first year we did that and uh, my first um sunrise service it was wonderful we'll have communion all the services yep um and then the other two services are normal times at nine thirty and 11. 11 um so that's just going to be a fantastic day and in between the 9 30 and 11 services so at 10 30 uh, we will have an egg hunt. Woohoo! So, um, for our elementary age um, kiddos, last so year
1: it was fantastic. It
0: was really; it was a beautiful day. So,
1: just getting to great. do an Easter egg hunt at church on Easter Sunday—that that was the first time I've ever done an egg hunt on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. not at like a house or something. Yeah. So yeah. that was really fun.
0: Yeah. So, um, and one of the things I heard about yesterday um, on going back to Palm Sunday or April 10th. Um, That night, I know our salt students, which are our middle school students, are having an extreme egg hunt. What does that mean? It's going to be extreme. <laughs> so I don't. It's I, I know that there's some planning going on. There's probably going to be some cash prizes involved and other good things, but it's going to be extreme.
1: Cash prizes. <laughs> What's the age range? Can it's I get for in?
0: Middle school students. Extreme egg hunt. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be good at the normal salt time. So yep. come and hang out for that. Um, yeah, I think that's all that's happening right now. Yeah.
1: We're bouncing around from date to date, but
0: <laughs> so much for chronological.
1: Yeah. But a lot of good things happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. Check social, read your emails.
1: Yep. Uh, if and if, if you want we know if you don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Um, but if you want some more details on Easter at the Porch, go to the Porchcc.com and there is a big Easter logo, and, yes. it, and there's a perfect spot for you to click for more information,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you'll find out all the details there.
0: And you can take, once you go to that spot, take that and share it with people. Because here's the thing about Easter, friends. You know this to be true. A lot of folks will come to church on Easter that don't normally come, or they're reminded, yeah, we really need to be going back to church. And there are people around you. You work with them. You know them. You, they're your family. They're your neighbors, um, acquaintances, and they are. They're waiting for an invitation. I mean, I can't remember the statistic, but it's it's pretty high. That um, it's almost like three to one that people are just if you invite them, They'll they go. will come. Yeah. Um. And so make it a personal invitation. Like, yeah, cool. Share it on your on your social but actually share it to a person like send them the link like in a text and be like hey would you come to church with me on easter yep what service you want to come to i'll be there with you um you know i think it'll make a difference because we're going to share the gospel of jesus christ and how he's changed the world and he brings life to all who call on his name so that's the point of it all so hey porch community we love you thanks for spending some time with us today we look forward to seeing you this sunday And, of course, talking to you again soon. You guys have a great week. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.